Hello, everybody. Jeff Mason with Simple Biz 360 Podcast. SimpleBiz360.com. Simple Biz 360 Timeless Business Tools, the book. Episode 102 coming to you from beautiful St. Louis. It's storming right now, but we are coming to you from Half Coast Studios. Matt Dietz behind the boards. Can't believe we're already in the 100s here, but we're uh, really excited about today. And as you can see over my shoulder, we have what we call the Four Matt Challenge. So, what is this and what are we going to be talking about? Well, let me ask you a couple questions. You know, how can this streamline your company? How can you create more fans from being or taking on the format challenge? How can it enhance your company? How can it help streamline your company? And how can it make your customers uh, enjoy the experience of doing business with you better and make it easier for them to do business with you better? So that's what we're going to be focusing on today. Hey, if you haven't subscribed before, you want to, lower right-hand corner of your screen, little favicon, hover over it, sign into YouTube, boom. You can uh, subscribe on YouTube or any one of the 27 listening channels. So here we go. To tee the format challenge up, I'm going to tell you just two quick stories that will kind of set the stage here. Well, when I was an executive vice president with a company, my second week on a job, one of my VPs just didn't show up one Monday, right? So, you know, the CEO is like, hey, where is this guy? I said, I don't know. Get, get, trying to get a hold of him. Can't get a hold of him. Calling, emailing, nothing. Uh, second day, come into work. He's not there. So, again, it's my second week, you know, the, my seventh day with the company. I, 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 where is this guy that reports to me? I have no idea. So, at um, any rate, we finally get him to respond about 1030 in the morning. And he sends this um, email that he sent a couple weeks ago. And this guy is famous for internal emails that if you print them out, they're like three and a half, four pages. And it's just paragraph after paragraph, ranting, raving, all these run-on things. And you're just like, what? And he says, you knuckleheads, you can't read. I'm on vacation this week in the Bahamas. And I'm like, okay, where is this at? And I, and I go down to maybe the seventh paragraph and embedded in sentence number three of the seventh paragraph is, and when I'm in the Bahamas on these dates, and I say, is that where you told us you're on vacation? Yeah, it's right there in the paragraph. I can't believe you guys can't see this. So, I mean, if you call that good communication, uh, you're, something's wrong. I mean, I don't. That ended quickly. But, uh, you know, hey, that is a, you know, I saw that and I said, this is crazy. How, how does he expect us to decipher through all this mess? You know, so, so that's, you know, that's what bad behavior looks like when you don't communicate and format your communications properly, right? Well, let me tell you about a great story, and it's in my book, by the way. It's there. It's a story about an experience I had with Kohl's. Obviously, many of you listening to this know about Kohl's in the United States. I made uh, apparel for them, and my buyer, uh, who had just recently awarded me after many years of calling on these guys and never getting anywhere, I finally started to get a flood of orders, and you know, forty-eight thousand this, seventy-two thousand of that, and we were going hot and heavy, and so we had a number of things going. And the gentleman said to me, uh, "It's about nineteen ninety-six. He said, um, listen, I, I only have ten minutes to talk about all these things you're going to present me. So, uh, Jeff, uh, figure out a way to get it to me.'" and make me understand it so we can finish this in 10 minutes. And back then, we, you know, email was new. Uh, we didn't all have email as far as all the account executives. I did not have an, a computer or email. So we had to do things by fax. So you had to, you know, go on Word document, type it out, write it out, and then fax it to this gentleman. So I, I 
did my best. There's a number of different, you know, projects going on. And I, I, you know, put this together. I use subheaders and I bullet points, question marks. I, I try to lead him along where, you know, he can make easy decisions. And I fax this over and I call him up at the prescribed time. And I kid you not. Uh, he answers the phone. Hello. And I said, Hey, how you doing, sir? It's Jeff me. Oh my gosh, this is exactly what I want. And I'm like, excuse me. He goes, Jeff, I got your facts. This is exactly what I was looking for. Let's go down the line, man. And we just started with topic number one. We went down the line and we were done with that conversation a minute shy of 10 minutes. And this guy was as happy as you could be. And I, I, you know, I hung up the phone at, after that experience. I said, okay, this is a learning moment. I'm going to switch gears and I'm going to start formatting my communications this way. And when I really dissected what I was about to do and what I've been doing since 1996 is BCN. It is brief, it is clear, and I number things. So I'm going to, talk, to walk you through this. Now, am I the only prescription to writing communication? No. There's plenty of different ways to do it. But if you're groping for ways to improve that experience with your customer, if you want that, I'm going to give you some bits and pieces here that can help you do BCN, take the format challenge, make it brief, make it clear, and, and, and learn how to just number things that you want. But so, so, you know, if you really look at that now, if you structure the email kind of, you know, what kind of house do you build this email on or this correspondence on? Well, if you're struggling for a way to format or to structure this correspondence, I just say, go back to a simple CPA method, courtesy, purpose, action. Again, here in the book, if you want, I've been using it since the mid eighties, so easy, just open up with courtesy, follow with the purpose of why you're writing, and then you have the calls to action there in a very nice, neat way. So reduce the word count. Try to get that word count where, where you know, it's brief. So there's a lot of extra commentary you might need. Just try to look at it and go, you know, if, if and again, here is the major, major piece of this puzzle. Sit on the other side of that desk. You are the recipient now. Think how the recipient is going to get this. So if you can do that, now you can structure, you've got the structure, CPA, now you can start to work on your brevity, your word reduction, and get this thing nice and airtight, right? So you go through the word reduction, then you go into subheaders. So, you know, you, you make sure that you, you put this in ways where they can glance at this, and you really want it to be a, a good visual experience as well as a reading experience. How can they find something quickly? Well, you can just subtitle everything, it's something easy. We've learned how to do it since we were outlining speeches in grade school, right? Same principle, it works well. Um, but And then properly assign the calls to action to be clear. So once you get through this, you structure it, you start, you know, make sure that the clarity um, that you want to actually have is make sure that the reader is understanding you're asking them to make a decision or you're updating them on something you're doing. But just make sure, you know, that is, is, is very crystal clear. And then as part of this whole process, begin to number things. And I can't tell you how many times in my life that I have uh, received emails or I've sent them where I did not number or letters and I did not number things that I wanted covered. But once I learned to say questions seven, questions four, questions eight, 
And then I list the questions. I say, Mr. Jones, could you please take a look at these eight questions below and give me your decision on these eight questions? And it makes it so easy for that reader to go, yes, I love this. Boom, I can just go boom, 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 boom. Now, run into people that can't seem to do that. Uh, you ask eight questions, or I've, I've had it where you ask four, and the person comes back and answers number one. You go, okay, can you please answer number two, three, and four? And they answer number two. And you go, oh, boy, okay, can you do three and four now? And they answer three. Now, whether they're playing with me or not, I don't know, but they're wasting their time. They're wasting my time. I'm not wasting their time. That's the important thing in here. You're not wasting their time, and you don't want to do that to them. So when you follow this BCN format challenge, it really allows you to, to reduce the word count, structure it well, position it well, format it well, use subheaders, use brief words, use clear calls to action, number the calls to action you want them to engage in, and it'll speed up the process, man. You want something, to, you know, how many times do we not want to touch things again? I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't want to keep revisiting things. Man, it just speeds up the process, and it makes that recipient realize, man, this guy Mason really takes care of my business. I mean, he's really looking out for my business and my best interest. So again, uh, and then the other thing that just is, is really something that I struggle with. Now, maybe Dietz and Matt don't struggle with it or people of their age group don't struggle with this, but I do. When, when you're working off the smartphone and you're looking at the, the emails that are coming through, you know, it drags a lot of the old history with it. So you're opening these things up, and if you're really not that, you know, skilled and whipping around these, these smartphones, you can get kind of caught in a snag here and there where you, you know, oh my gosh, this this email volley now has, you know, 13 laces to it and, uh, you know, 13 back and forth. And I can't, I'm not, I'm not sure which one we're on. And sometimes, especially older generation like myself, we miss some of this stuff. And all of a sudden we're like, oh, uh, you wanted me to tell you if I wanted green or blue? Yeah, man, I've been waiting three days. Where was that? Uh, it was in the last email. Sure enough, you go on your computer, you look at it. Oh, man, I'm so sorry. I missed that because I'm working off a smartphone, right? So here's, here's, here's a suggestion, and I've done this for, for a long, long time. Let's say your boss sends you an email one morning and it says, hey, great article. Boom. And you, you, okay. Hey, you should really read this article, Jeff. It's really great. Great. Okay. Thanks so much. Hey, by the way, um, I wanted to update you on the deliveries. You know, we need to talk about the delivery of this. Can we move it up by two days? And then also, is there any way we can repackage this so we can put three in a box instead of two? The customer asked. Then on this project, and so all of a sudden, you and your boss are going back and forth on an email that's entitled, read this article. And you're talking about customer A and you're talking about customer B and you're talking about shipment one and shipment eight and you got all these different things you're talking about now and then they start copying people. Next thing you know, this thing's 12, 13, 15, 18, you know, volleys deep and you got the distribution center involved and the distribution center is the last guy or gal that has to say something. And you know what? He gets this thing and he goes, read this article, look at all these forwards on here. You know, I, I'll get to it later. I'm too busy right now. And he doesn't realize it's something important. So what I suggest is if you're going to get that email and it says read article and you want to respond to your boss or you want to send something to that person, that associate or teammate, customer, whoever, but you want to send them a particular subject matter, man, 
don't do it on that email. Start a new one or do it on that. Erase the subject header and then get rid of the drag. So go down on all this email drag if you've got these 13, you know, tethered volleys on this thing. Erase them. Get them out of there so people aren't confused. So when they look at it on their smartphone, oh, wow, this is a brand new email. It's, it's, it's entitled uh, Customer A Shipment 8. Okay, I got to read this. You know, and, and that's just an easy way to manage these things and format things right to let your business move and groove, make good decisions, make your customers happy because they're going, hey, man, you are looking out for my business the way I want you to. It's, it's a sweet little deal. So again, I just encourage you, you don't have to, but if you're groping for ways to improve your business and we are in the new frontier, as I mentioned in episode 101, this is the new frontier. It's the experience frontier. So just, you know, kind of uh, think about that. It's not what we do, it's how we do it in so many cases. So just keep thinking that way and, uh, and I'm sure you'll, uh, you'll love the results here. So, uh, what are we going to do for the Lost in Shuffle track? Episode 102, one of my top five favorite bands, you know, is the Dave Clark Five, right? Who were they? They were a British, British invasion, invasion van, a band rather. They came out at the same time the Beatles did. Um, by many accounts, the Beatles and the DC Five, as they were called, were kind of rivals for the first three years. Maybe on to 1967, they seemed to rival each other. On the Ed Sullivan Show, about the same amount of times. DC5 was on 18 times. And uh, the interesting component of this band was they had Dave Clark as the drummer who set the stage and set the tone for a lot of drummers to follow because he really hit his drums hard. He had a unique sound. But he was the centerpiece of the band. And Mr. Huxley and all the other gentlemen that, that were around him were the were the you know, the peripheral pieces of the band. He was the lead guy on the drum. So they did a cool song, Minute and 58 Seconds. You are going to enjoy this one. It's called, just like the bits and pieces of the BCN Challenge, you know, the format challenge, this is called Bits and Pieces. You're going to love it. 1964, Dave Clark 5. And listen, again, we just want to end our, our episodes in this, uh, this series of 100 episodes uh, going from 100 to 200 and just say we are in the new frontier right now. That new frontier is the experience. So improve the how you do business and this will improve the results of your business. I, I am dead positive of that. And if you just embrace that, you're going to really love some of the results. So as we close, I just want to encourage you, do your own research. Be a truth teller. Turn the TV cable news off. Turn a podcast on. Open your Bible. Pray. And always love the Lord God with your heart, mind, and soul. We will see you in 168 hours.